Check one, two, check one, two. Miami on the Rocks, Casey Chops. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at MIA on the Rocks. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Today's episode is brought to you by, by my brother, Smiles Official. Make sure you check out his brand new single featuring Tory Lanez, Bands in the Trap, Apple Music, Spotify, Shazam, all of that. Follow him on Instagram at Smiles Official. Today's guest, we got the first repeat guest. I got my brother Sammy. I got my brother Vinny from New York Star Football. Bro? You are looking at bro? two NFL agents, Man. two young NFL agents in the game. They're <laughs> under Dan Marino. They're under Seth Levin. Talk your shit. Game name more names. Yeah, Say more yeah, names. Yeah, Say yeah, more yeah. big names. Drew Bloodsoe. No, we don't need the name. No, we don't need the name. No, we drop names. Drop names. All right, all right, all right, all right. Jason Taylor, Troy Polamalu, Raheem Ogden, Raheem Mostert, Josh Hammond, Bravion Roy. We can keep it going, man. I mean, we can keep it going. There it is. There and make sure you follow their podcast, Breaking Into Sports. Yes. You know, um, two NFL agents. First off, produced by Miami on the Rock. Oh, yeah. Talk about, it, talk about it, Sammy. The, the best production crew out there in the industry, man. I don't care where talk. you're at. Like, if you and Cali, you best be mm. flying to Miami mm-hmm. and just to get that production. If value. you aren't with them, get with them before you miss <laughs> exactly. that train, baby. Exactly. You train. So if you want to start a podcast, you know, uh, and you and you have money to invest in yourself, hit us up. You know, we're here to, to make the product good. Um, mm. Sammy, Vinny, I appreciate you guys oh, um, thank pulling you, up. The NFL season is about to start. I think Madden's about to come out, right, Ryan? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, it's, it's late. So, Kids are going to be stuck in their room. Yeah, it's a master. I might be stuck in my room. Crazy. Looking at ratings. Yeah, damn. And, um... And so the NFL season about to start, and yeah. and Vinny uh, and Sammy, you guys have been traveling crazy, going yeah. from training camp to training camp. You said you were in in, in Canton, Ohio, right? Yep. For the, um, so how's that been, man? Like you're back on the road, uh, you know, for yeah. all these training camps. The season's about to start. What's the energy like, man? The energy is different, right? Because if you think about it, it's really been a year, year and a half <laughs> since things have been back to normal. So this yeah. is like. It's almost been a two-year gap since we've been able to go back to what we're doing. So, first and foremost, man, I got to say, thanks for allowing me to be the first repeat guest. I'm an honor. Of course, man. man of honor. course, you guys. Are, I'll get you know, there. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'll get there. But no, it, it's been it's been interesting, right? I was just on the road for the last two and a half weeks. I got back on Sunday night, um, just bouncing around, seeing our clients, meeting with teams, just different stops of the way. I actually did a road trip this year, which is something I don't normally do. And I, I did that strategically because one, mm-hmm. I went the whole East Coast mm-hmm. and uh, just stopped along the way, like every seven hours, six hours, and th- those different cities, visit those training camps, go to the practices. But two, uh, because of COVID, one of the impacts we saw was rental cars and cars in general, right? And vehicles uh, have been like very, very scarce lately. So rental rental cars are either A, Crazy. through the roof, or I B, you can't get one. Bro, I saw a Crazy. meme and it said all the things that increased in price because of inflation since all this shit happening. And yep. rental cars are at the top of oh, the yeah. list. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Because what is it about rental cars? It was like the parts and everything from the manufacturers shut down. Those mm-hmm. factories shut down. So the parts coming in, the manufacturers themselves. So, so is it that they weren't unable to produce cars? Yeah. Is, is this affecting so, the, like, the buying a car market correct. as well? So, so just to give you an example, correct. each each uh, year we're sourcing different like car opportunities and endorsements yeah. for our clients. And it, whether it be for them while they're training or X, Y, and Z, we are normally able to get them a car for that time period. This year it was like pouring something. Teeth, yeah. man. Damn, bro. And majority of the dealerships were like, no, nah, we're not doing that. You know, we don't mm-hmm. have the parts. We don't have the cars on our lot. We need to sell what we have. Da, da, da. And then like yeah. we really find out. The nitty gritty of why, and it was like, damn, yeah. we can't get no fucking parts to get the cars done. Yeah. That's crazy. And so- that was one of the things we had to talk to, like the higher ups directly from the different organizations. So, like when we, I'll give you an example, like Ford. You know, we're talking to them. We're like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, look, I got to break it down for you. This yeah. is what's really happening around the country right now. And it's like that for every dealership, not just Ford, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they just couldn't find the parts. They couldn't find the different things to be able to create the the amount of vehicles that were in demand. That's crazy. So, so, so the whole rental car industry shut down almost. So yeah. you, well, you 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 went on a road trip to all yeah. these training camps. I did. What cities did you hit? What what so, what teams did yeah, you? Yeah, so I went to Jacksonville. I went to uh, Carolina out in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, that's where the Carolina Panthers do their training camp every year, and it was cool, man. Because like last year they weren't able to do that right because of COVID, mm-hmm. so they kept everything in house at the training facility that they work out at during the regular season. So for them to get you know get back into the mix and allow fans to come out. And those mm-hmm. sort of things, it, it was pretty interesting to see, and just to see like the excitement around it. Like yeah. you had fans driving in from Charlotte; it's about an hour drive. 
come out support the team support the practice wearing the jerseys buying the snow cones they did it like a did a it feel like night compromise practice. at all like because of the whole covid shit like are like the players like six feet distanced or is it's, it like it's yes and no right mm-hmm. within the team itself no like the practice is the practice mm-hmm. right it, it, especially from a fan standpoint when you're watching it from a fan standpoint for me as an agent it was different and every team is still different to that degree and um they're trying to keep fans as far away as they can, at least, mm-hmm. but while still keeping some sort of fan engagement. Mm-hmm. But every team is a team-by-team team thing right now mm-hmm. around the league. So, like, and I'll they- give you an example, right? So, I was in Jacksonville beforehand with the Jaguars practice on Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday morning. And um, went to that practice. They had us out, like, on the field like we normally do type of thing in the family area. We got to go see our clients after practice and go out into the field, interact, and whatever. Fast forward that same night, I drove from Jacksonville to, to Spartanburg, and I went to uh, uh, Carolina Panthers practice that evening where you had to sit in the stands and be with mm. the other fans, and you couldn't go out onto the field. You couldn't go see your clients and, and those sort of things. So every team is a little bit different in that regard. Damn, bro. Yeah. Is it, and I think what, what was the meme I saw? was like the Falcons were the first team to be fully vaccinated. Correct. Yeah. They're Correct. Like, is They're there, you think? Are they the only team like that? That's As of like, right now. Because if I you, thought the Vegas Raiders too. I'm not sure if they they hit up 100 or not. Because yeah. if if one person messes up, yeah. the team yeah. is getting fined heavily, right? Oh yeah, and they could yeah. actually lose a game forfeit on their record games. and forfeit a game. Wow. Yeah. This is crazy. Honestly, man. if you're like one of those guys who are fighting for a roster spot right now, mm-hmm. and you're not vaccinated. Oh, they're just gonna cut you're you. You're decreasing your chances, yeah. and you're gonna get cut. Yeah. Because you're just a liability at this point. Yeah. Essentially, you're gonna lose the money. Damn, bro! I hate to get into the vaccination talk, bro. But it's like (laughs) you could get you could catch it if you're vaccinated. Correct. Right. So, so what happens if someone catches it and the whole team? What what happens if the Atlanta Falcons, everyone's vaccinated, and then someone gets COVID and it spreads because they're all vaccinated? Are they still getting fined because they they tested positive? They are. Even if they got vaccinated, Mm -hmm. as of right now, yes. So, yeah, so and that sounds like an evil like fan could like create a variant in a lab and let's Broncos like training camp in fucking the Denver variant. Yo, that's crazy, bro. You're so, gonna give a go fan from the Delta idea, bro. Denver. Yeah. Denver. Who, who um who are some clients you guys are rocking with right now? Who who's who's exciting to you guys right yeah, now that I, you're dealing with? I think all of our clients are yeah. exciting to me. I mean, to yeah, be honest, it's like you. choosing yeah. your children. Yeah, it's a, it's just an exciting time in general because like every year you'd love to see those first year guys and get their first crack at, at their dream, essentially. Mm-hmm. So like like to me it was it was really fun to see Lamont Wade put on a helmet because mm-hmm. he was a young man that grew up in the Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm. went to Penn State. And then goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. right? Oh, damn, yeah. So, like, home to see team. him come back home, put on that Steelers uniform, put on that Steelers helmet, go out that first preseason game and play the way he did and see the way he moves in practice and interacts. And like, it's just so much fun for me to see that because, yeah. like, that's like a dream come true. It's a real right? Like, yeah. How do, you guys, how do you guys keep in touch? Because you, you guys are young yep. agents, right? Yep. When you think of NFL agent, you think of like the old school guys. What do you guys do to, to, to separate yourself from the older guys? Are you, you know, like, like I remember you, Sammy, telling me that you used to play Call of Duty yeah. with your clients <laughs> and stuff. But no, but it's, yeah. but it's relatable. You know it's what true. I'm saying? Like, so what are some of the things you guys do yeah. to kind of just like stay relatable to the clients and, and yeah. you know, build think, that rapport with them? I think it's just being there however you need to be there with them like sammy likes playing call of duty i'm not a call of duty guy mm-hmm. but you know we're always communicating on instagram Sending on music, things to find post, ways to like relate yeah, memes you know like we have like although it's always business first mm-hmm. you know it, they're family at this yeah. point like those are my brothers like yeah so it's you know it's just like a relationship like they can't have that relationship with a lot of the older agents because you're not relatable yeah i mean you want a 75 year old man showing up to yeah. a marketing appearance with you doing yeah. x y and z are they even going Can to training camps like y'all are they even putting in the work some, that you guys some, do some, some are it's hard to say man honestly because everyone's a little bit different but yeah. you do have some of the older guys that are still out there doing it and stuff but like for me like i look a lot younger than i am right mm-hmm. and like i think that's always been one of the things like people look at me and they're like oh man you're 25 i'm like no i'm 31 mm-hmm. and like 
I know I have the qualifications to do the mm-hmm. job that I need to do, and I know that I can do the job that I can do. I mean, I have my law degree. Mm-hmm. I did my MBA at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I have all those different things backing me that any of these older agents have, actually more than most of them have mm-hmm. right, in terms of qualifications itself. So, like, you add that with the relatability factor and, and the experience that Vinny has and the rest of our team has, and it's like one of those things that's really unmatched. And, like, don't get me wrong, we still do have older agents on our team. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have the legend Marvin Demoff. Like, mm-hmm. Marvin's been a guy that's seen everything, done everything, has his own 30 for 30 for him, X, Y, and Z. And he's on your podcast. Make sure you go to their YouTube and check that out. Yeah, uh, Breaking into Breaking Sports. Into sports. Yeah, yep. yeah, so definitely check that out. But, uh, I mean, you have people like that. And, you know, we work with another guy named Timothy Younger and Ralph Stringer. And you have these guys that have set NFL records mm-hmm. in each position, which is – incredible but like for us like me and Vinny, we get to bring that young flavor with the experience right right so like you mentioned call of duty i still do that yeah, i still play smart. almost every night that's smart but i was in a cast for three and a half months i broke my wrist and uh it was driving me nuts because i couldn't do anything including playing call of duty damn no so you I'm like, none of that Nothing. Nothing. I couldn't even get. I couldn't even get all that, man. I'll cut that up. Left man. hand. Left hand. <laughs> he said, hold on, hold on. Sammy got yeah. nervous for a second. Uh, I didn't. Uh, but yo, so what is um what like? For example, for me, like when I go into like maybe a nightclub and it's being ran mm-hmm. by a bunch of you know OGs, which you know you respect the OGs, or you you go into any business and you see it's predominantly ran by OGs. And right. for me, I'm like, dang, my young mind is like, we could do this this way. Yeah. Th- this needs this. This business needs to be changed this way to like. So what do you guys see and within what you do that you're excited to like? Yo, if we change this, this could be a little different and updated. This could be yeah. renovate. You know, like, is there anything that comes to to mind in in what you guys do? Honestly, I think I think from a marketing standpoint, a lot of guys who are with older agents and marketing people, they don't have the opportunity to build their brand the right way. Right. More conservative. Yeah. It's it's a lot more conservative. And you know nowadays like marketing and branding is all like, how can I fit in your memory, whether it be funny or it be storytelling, like an emotional piece right. and mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then like you also have to tap into like you can't just have solely a football brand anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sell. Brands don't want that. They're looking at influencers, X, Y, and Z right. versus, you know, someone who's just like, hey, I'm in my football uniform. Right. What do, what do you bring to my company? How does that align? So right. yeah. it's about like now, like finding different ways to really have the clients live more that lifestyle digitally and, and highlight the behind or the scenes. show them the, the yeah. lifestyle digitally. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Show Damn, them. but that doesn't, doesn't that kind of like take away from their focus on the, I mean, you know, like strategic. It's all strategic. Like we don't. There's certain time periods that you could do it and get it done. A mm-hmm. lot in the off season, just have everything kind of built up mm-hmm. to where we're like pushing it out. Kind of like film your own reality show Correct. and then like roll it out. Yeah, as- right. over that time period. Versus, you know, we don't want to take away from what they're doing on the field first and foremost because you know right. that's how you're making your living. Right. Teams see that stuff, so you know you have to be cognizant of it. Right. But there's creative ways th- to work I think around. about that like even in the music game like imagine like if if you know like you, you guys are heavily affiliated with Dan Marino mm-hmm. imagine if like in his prime when you could go online and like seeing him right. eat spaghetti at fucking an Italian <laughs> restaurant you know did, like yep. does that help or does that hurt does um, that because it, it definitely hurts the mystique right because yeah. you do want you know which is why Rihanna will put out a song and go ghost because yep. so it's meaningful when she does yep. pop out you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying but then there's the other side of it where you got to keep content yep. on people's head and you know what I'm saying so it's a fine line yeah, you know? yeah. I, I think it it, it it honestly comes down to the individual right because mm-hmm. every single person is different and that's the one thing you need to understand mm-hmm. that's like the one thing about like these mega like agencies where they just push out this like you know template essentially it's like oh hey you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this it's like all right well rewind because that may work for this person but it's not gonna work for this person right, right. they're not gonna make the same money and like you mentioned dan for example mm-hmm. right like guys like dan and rihanna and, and these different things like if you do everything you do lose that mystique and that's mm-hmm. why like somebody like dan who's been out of the league for how many years now over 20 like almost 20 years and he's a guy that still holds his value to this day because he doesn't do everything right he's not everywhere you need to be right he's not on social media like these other people no, like he does pop out it's like yo i'm going Damn. to rock with marooney right you know what i'm saying yeah and, and so now all of a sudden you want to be associated with it or you want to be in the room to say hey i have a chance to meet this guy right mm-hmm. or or do these different things and like dan's one of the best people i know in the world like mm-hmm. he's the type of guy that like 
right now I spill coffee on my shirt. He's sitting in your seat. He's gonna take his shirt off and give it to me. Type mm. of thing. Yeah. That's just the type of person he is. But like, but I like also, the guys who say no more than they say yes. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's you know and that's a big thing. But you also have other individuals that don't yet have that brand, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like. Not everyone's a Hall of Fame quarterback, right, right, first and right. foremost. Right. Like, that's Even very, some very Hall of Fame quarterbacks aren't Dan Marino. Yeah. Let's, right. let's get that straight. There, there's right. different levels, right, mm-hmm. to, to life in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you are that person that hasn't built your brand yet and you're still trying to build your brand, mm-hmm. you may need to do things that somebody else doesn't have to do. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with athletics, same thing with music. Like, you know, there's certain individuals that are naturally talented. Mm-hmm. Like, like, someone could walk up to the mic, they don't got to write anything down, and they could just spit bars all day. Mm-hmm. Same thing in sports. You could walk up to, walk onto the field and not have to practice stretching just go yeah, and just don't be that dude it's the same thing with your brand right yeah. like there's certain individuals are going to have that because of their natural ability and there's others that mm-hmm. aren't you're gonna have to work for it and now college players this is unprecedented yeah. too now college players for the people the average person listening if you're a college superstar you were never able to monetize off your brand because you're in college right. yeah. but now they finally changed the rule and college players can hustle on the side and get paid and use their likability you know to, to, to make deals mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about that because there's pros and cons to that yeah. as well uh, i mean i'll start then you can go after but uh yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is I love it first and foremost. This is something that when I was in law school, I actually wrote one of my papers on this mm-hmm. it, about like how I thought this should have been done years ago. And it, I mean, to me, there's no reason why it shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be very hard to police, and I think they're still trying to figure out those things. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something that they go back and forth on for years. And there's going to be a lot of corruption involved with it, and people paying people to go to school here, and this and that, and mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. I think there's going to be a lot of those issues that we see, but. Um, at the same time, like, I mean, look, why why is the person on the football team not able to do the same thing that a uh, a, a student that's on an academic scholarship able to do, right? Like, yeah. if an academic scholarship student can go ahead and make a YouTube channel and make a million dollars, why can't the guy on the football team do that? Or why can't the person, like, the female on the mm. diving team do that? Like, mm. what's the reason for stopping them just because yeah. they're, they're both on scholarships, it's just different levels. Yeah. Um, See, I, I think that right now a lot of college athletes believe that they're going to make millions overnight, and that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah. The majority of college athletes are going to make less than $1,000 a year, mm-hmm. hands down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that stats right now would show that, like ever since this move has shifted already. But I think there's certain individuals right now that are really handling it extremely well around mm-hmm. all sports i mean you saw the sisters that uh i forget where they're at the the basketball girls that yeah. d- capitalized on boost mobile and mm-hmm. did a few deals uh, and for me and i'm a little biased on, mm-hmm. on this one but the quarterback at the university of pittsburgh kenny mm-hmm. pickett and you know his first ever deal was to do a deal for his offensive line mm-hmm. to say hey look i know these guys probably won't get the same marketing opportunities as a mm-hmm. skill position player or a quarterback so I'm gonna do my first deal for them. So now mm. every week of my season, I'm gonna take my offensive line out to eat, and all of our meals are gonna be comped at this really nice restaurant That's in Pittsburgh. So, yeah. And then Kenny also went a step further and said, "All right, my second deal. Everyone's launching clothing lines and this and that. Yeah, I'm still gonna do my clothing line, but I'm gonna do my first drop of my clothing line for charity. So I'm gonna do my first shirt ever." And he created this concept called the Pickett's Partners, mm-hmm. and he uh, worked with PGT Trucking in Pittsburgh, and he also worked with Ethan USA in the Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania to donate 200 t-shirts to the Boys and Girls Club of Western Pennsylvania. And then he also put that same shirt on his website and every future sale gets donated to the Boys and Girls mm-hmm. Club. So like just to do those little different things that, yeah. you know, it's not money first for me. It's like, yeah. I know I can do it now. I'm still gonna do it, right? but let me also take care of the people around right. me first as well, You're gonna, yeah. now that I can do it. And I think it's even like bigger parlaying off of that yeah. a lot of a lot of college athletes are going to sell themselves short because mm. they're starting to partner with all these brands right now when kind of like how we were talking about certain things earlier like your values here right now it could be here depending on how you you know portray your brand and work through those different angles or you could commit to a bunch of companies right now for what you're getting paid and you're, I was gonna you're, ask you're you, sold out to everyone right i was right. gonna ask you guys like how would how would how would a college player mess it up like do it the yeah. wrong way you know like would it be like 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 oh you know like yo uh, jose socks yeah. like i'm gonna yeah. sell jose yeah. socks on my thing like now well there's a bunch of different ways i mean honestly there's more ways you can mess it up than get it right 100 you know? percent. And, and it's like you can mess it up by one associating with the wrong brands mm-hmm. two by undervaluing yourself so now mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like hey I'm the star quarterback at blank, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do 
you know, 15 personal appearances at the local pizza shop yeah. and sign 30 items every time someone comes in right. for a free pizza every week, your value is going to decrease. Even, and they don't what, even realize that. The you words, know? Oh, this episode is brought to you by Smiles Official. Make sure you check out his brand new single featuring Tory Lanez, Bands in the Trap. The link is in the description. Make sure you go stream that. Apple Music, Spotify, and Shazam it. Follow him on Instagram at Smiles Official. There it is. The, the thing that people don't realize is how small the sports industry is, right? The word spreads. Yeah. And it spreads fast. Yeah. And, no uh, dominoes for you. You just took Steve's pizza yeah, like in the middle of... Not even know. that too, but there's signatures after that. Say, yeah. say that person goes... On to be a first round draft pick mm. normally you could get significant trading card deals first second third round mm. he already decreased his value because yeah. he was selling his signature for we'll say ten dollars versus yeah. you're selling each signature for a hundred yeah. fifty if you're yeah. whatever it's a fact whatever I, it is i was i was watching a documentary on youtube and it was about um this dude was in in the hood in east new york and and he was he was talking to somebody he's like what's wrong with the youth today over here mm -hmm. and they're like these kids in high school, whatever, all they care about is getting a bag, mm -hmm. which is, you know, just getting money, get, get to the money. And I, and I think that is the goal of this country, right? Is capital. Yeah. We like, we want to get to the money, you know, yeah. but you can't, you got to know who you are first before you get to the money, you know, like you're in high school still, like figure out what you want to do in college, figure out how you want to make good money, not just we got to get to the money because you're going to, without knowing yourself, you're going to get to the money in ways that are not, that are going to mess up who you are if that makes sense you know what i mean no, no, makes perfect sense 100 percent. because then if you're so concerned about the bag where's your ethics where's your values in like yep. in terms of like the marketing space with athletes and the representation it's like do my ethics morals and values align with this J joe's right. socks or, or, or barstool sports for example or different things like that do and i align with those exactly no. and it's weird because the name of business is to get to the bag right you know what i'm saying so you're it's like you're telling the youth or you're like no you want to get to the bag but not right now like yeah. there's you know like yep. like figure yourself out first then get to the bigger bag when it's time you know and i think that's one of the hardest things to do is separate that right because mm -hmm. like me i'm a man of faith right mm -hmm. and i always keep god first and i i know Without God, I would have never, never had any opportunity, even to this day that I've already had. Mm -hmm. And like when you start to think about that, like patience is one of the hardest things to teach nowadays mm -hmm. because everything is so instant. Right, everything's right here. It's the gratification like, we need it now. Bro, like you, you, no matter what it is, you want to know what it is, right? Like if I post a photo, I better get a hundred likes in an hour. You tell you tell a kid in high school, I'll give you ten thousand dollars right now, yeah. or in ten years, I'll give you two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. They're gonna take that ten k right now. And, and yeah. that's the scary part about it, man. That's the devil coming into the world yeah. saying, "Hey, let me let me lure you in with these little secret things right." now mm. and god's over here pulling you a different direction saying hey man stay patient with me mm. and i promise you things are gonna be better in the long term mm. but so often right now it's so just that quick easy let me feel good today but then five years from now i'm gonna feel terrible and mm -hmm. i hate that because you see it so frequently now man yeah. like in not just in sports not just mm. in music but in life mm -hmm. you see in general it's like one of the things i always hate to see is like wasted talent Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, whether it's music, whether it's sports, whether it's just intellect, whether mm -hmm. it's anything in life that you do. And it's just like you have that ability, but you have someone over here saying, hey, no, this is better right now. Come here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like as a product of your environment. You just don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. We talk about this all the time. Like you really don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And like for me, it's like, man, like how can we make a difference and pull people back this way to say, hey, look. This is another view of it. Mm -hmm. Look at it this direction. And if you actually stay patient, you wait and you do it long term, this is what you're going to get from this instance, right? You're not going to get drug into this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do right now whenever you see everything right here. People need to consume. Yeah. They need yeah. to like, whether, whether they can't just sit still and just not consume, you know, right. they got to fight. They got to, what's next? What's the next thing I need to do? You know, like, yeah. and you know. That's what this country teaches us, though. You know, it's a it's a gift and a curse. You know, because we're not taught to just like fall back and just breathe easy and just mm -hmm. like be present. Mm -hmm. A lot know? of a lot of times, individuals are steered too yeah. by who's around them. Like you mm -hmm. said, product of their environment, culture, like culture, yeah. like seeing everything on social media. Like, oh, they're getting to the bag. But the reality is, that person might not even be getting to the bag. <laughs> yeah, they might be good showing yeah. it and good flexing. Right. But, but you know, this person right here perceives it like, dang, my teammates getting to the bag, and then yeah. you know that person will have whether it be family or agents pushing them like, hey. Yeah, we could do X, Y, and Z, or da da da. You need to do X, Y, and Z to help us pay this, this, and this. Yeah. And like in sports, there's a lot of factors that play into that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like with us, we're trying to just be strategic and like yeah. help you like holistically see yeah. what that yeah. shooting can look like. Well, well, you talked about NIL and like some of the fears, right? And how you can hold you back. And I think that's one of my biggest fears yeah. is that um, right now you're seeing a lot of these like quote unquote marketing firms pop up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you have like, you know, the local photographer in this city is now all of a sudden son of a marketing firm or this person's uncle on the team is now a marketing firm or this person over here whose cousin, second cousin to this player is a marketing firm. And it's like, that's fine. If, if you can actually handle it, more power to you. But most of them aren't doing the actual research that needs to be done before you actually get into this industry. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, every state has different qualifications. Every school has different rules. So, like, for Pennsylvania, for example, like, whenever you enter into a name, image, and likeness deal as a college athlete, you have a seven-day grace period. So, before you actually sign that contract, you have to send that contract over to the school, mm-hmm. to the university. They need to get it approved. And then you have, you know, you have seven-day window before you could turn around, actually sign it, and then start forward on it. Mm-hmm. So, now, all of a sudden, you have, you know, Joe Schmo's uncle over here that started mm-hmm. Agency X. And they're like, hey, man, you know, I represent this person. This is my nephew. Next. And they start signing these guys and they just start entering into contracts. Yeah. Someone's going to end up losing their eligibility. Yeah. And I hate that, man, because like, you got to remember, these are still kids, essentially, right? Yeah. They're, they're college kids. Like when I was in college, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. any better. And there's only so much you question. So now you start to trust these quote unquote older individuals yeah. around you that are supposed to be professionals and. It's crazy. I'm kind of indifferent on it, man. Because I'll be honest, like I, I see. There's two variables in here. I like I see the benefits in not being able to use your likeness right. in college. But then when you say that and side with that, you're also siding with universities able to use your likeness. So I'm not for that either. You know what I'm saying? But it's almost like you're getting your driver's license premature. You're getting in the car before you could get your driver's so license. Why, you know why I mean? aren't you like what? What do you see right now, like in your view, mm-hmm. that says that you should not be able to use your likeness? Because of that, focusing on that and not your athletics. But shouldn't focusing that be on- your God-given right, though? I'm okay. saying. Let me chime in here. One question. I got a question for you. Why? What makes a college athlete any different than an 18-year-old yes. person in America? So any 18-year-old person can go get a job, but these college athletes can't. Because no, they no, can't, I- well, that's no, they can't because they can't use their name, image, and likeness. Right. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm thinking more for like, like signing a deal with like a brand mm-hmm. and like sponsoring yourself. I mean, like all sp- those things are the same. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. once you get an employment contract, you are signing a deal with a brand for them to pay you. Yeah. So they, those things fall under the same thing. The same thing is, hey, you can't use it. So what is it that makes a college athlete at 18 different than a normal citizen at 18? That's the the, the reason. The reason why, the reason why. Don't talk yourself into it if it doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, but I, I'm just saying that I see, look, what I said is I see benefits in not being able because it's a distraction at the end of the day right. from what you're trying to nurture at the end of the day. Uh, that's how I see it. I could see yeah. it as a distraction. But it's well, also a distraction. Like if you think you're, about your, 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 your talent. No, you yeah. go to college and make money. You're. What? People go to college and make money. No, I'm saying your 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 athletics, bro. Like getting yeah. better at yeah, your at your craft. You but, know what I'm saying? But I think, but I, think spe- I think yeah. Go ahead. If it was specifically about that, then you would think that they would have something else in place where you didn't need to focus on that and you'd still be able to make money from your athletics, right? right? I think look, Which I isn't think, in place right now though. Right. So so like to his point, like my thing is like, okay, why can you know Jonathan or Amy from Vanderbilt. The chess club. Yeah, on the team from the chess club, whatever. Yeah. Go ahead and, and come on campus and start this YouTube channel and make all this money because they're making this personal brand. But realistically, they're there on an academic scholarship because they all want to be doctors. And why is that right. not seen as a distraction from being a doctor, which is someone that actually goes out, saves lives right. well, for beforehand, a living? They couldn't even start a YouTube channel? No. no. Like they, the, still, they could start it, but they couldn't so make money on it. Couldn't make money off of it. For, for example, destroying Donald mm-hmm. Lahaye. And yep. UCF was told he yes. had millions of subscribers before. Yep. He's also the UCF kicker. Mm-hmm. UCF football team said, Donald, you've got to choose your YouTube channel or being the UCF kicker. He said, I'm going to keep my YouTube channel. 
And that's why he doesn't play. See, okay, then I disagree with that. I was looking at it more through the lens of like, if Toyota comes up to me and I'm playing in college, I might not want to fuck with them right now because I might want to focus on building what I'm building right now and not having premature bread, like month, like, I don't know. No, I keep them broke. Like, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, I agree. I agree. Right. Because it's like someone works from what age to be able to start to build their craft. Right. That's so true too. why why am I not able to monetize my craft, which happens to be a sport that I'm exceptional at, mm-hmm. versus someone academically mm-hmm. is building their craft and they just want to go to school for academics and can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Right. Well, and, and the other thing is too is like getting your value while your value is there because every single year you see this right where you have somebody that's in college mm-hmm. that could make millions of dollars or a lot of money even if it's not millions of dollars right they can make a lot of money but then all of a sudden something happens like a freak injury or something mm-hmm. else along those lines and now the same individual that was quote unquote never allowed to make a penny off of what they did is now out of a career Stuck, for the rest yeah, of their lives. Yeah, so now, yeah. like, you, like you mentioned, right? Like, I don't want it to be a distraction. My focus is on football, mm-hmm. or if we're using that for an analogy, right? So yeah, okay, yeah, your, your focus should be on football. It should be to make all this money long-term. It should be to do X, Y, and Z. And that's what everybody wants you to believe. But at the end of the day, like, when the game ends, the game ends for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. the game's not calling you back. The game's not still sending you checks. The mm-hmm. game's not still doing these things. If you get hurt, your senior year of college and never get drafted, you don't make a penny. So why why not be able to capitalize on that now? At least have something in your pocket so if that situation does occur, you have some sort of financial security behind you. I see it. I see it. Now, if you were a coach, if you Mm -hmm. were coaching the team, would you do you think that would 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 you want your players having to do you know what I'm saying like yeah. do you want your your starting quarterback studying the playbook or do you want him worried about his his Toyota obligations you honestly, know what I'm saying like honestly I feel like a lot of universities coaches are kind of implementing systems I don't want to like you know say any names or anything mm-hmm. on who is and who isn't but there's a lot of universities who are like hey quarterback X you're not allowed to do this from this time period but any other time like after this time period, whether right. it be, you know, first, second, third game, mm-hmm. you could go ahead and like like do that. And a lot of the players, they respect that though, because mm-hmm. you know, it's real. Like right. they understand. I'm just trying to look at all viewpoints yeah, and right. it has to be separated somehow. Yeah, yeah, you know what yes. I'm saying? Like it can't it's it's gonna be different for each program, each coach's yeah. philosophy. Because yeah. now you got like, these kids in the huddle, coaches, and you know the huddle, like bro, I just got that Toyota bag, like yo, oh, I'm working on the dominoes bag right now, like hey, yo, fam. Like but I, I think the reality is when, once you get in the huddle, once you get on the field, once you so, get into the gridiron, like yeah. all that other stuff disappears, right? Like I mean, if, if anyone that's played sports, right? like knows when that competitive nature sits in and you're actually in the game mode, you're focused on the game at that point. Right. For the guys, if there's there's one thing that's going to fuck with it, it's going to be money. It is. If there's one thing that's going to take away from that, it'll be money. But I think that'll be more so in the locker room itself than actually on the field. When you're in Mm -hmm. the field, you're in the huddle, like you're focused on the the job at hand. Mm -hmm. Right. So from a coaching standpoint, I think that coaches definitely are going to see it differently. Like Vinny said, like, because you look at it two-sided, right? So college coaches, just like anyone else, they have a job. Mm-hmm. And their job, and they get paid, first and foremost, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like Max said, they get paid. Paid. So they get paid to be there, and <laughs> they get paid to keep people coming. They get paid to get the top recruits. Mm. How are they now going to get the top recruits? Boom. By showcasing that their student athletes can make money on their campus. What happened to scholarships, bro? They still oh, have that. Like, yo, yeah, we're still, paying you to but, go to our school. By the way, I'm just exploring all viewpoints no, here. No, like, no, no. But, but you still have the scholarship. But now it's more than a scholarship because NIL right. just opened up, right? right? So so how can I now incentivize you? Because as a school, I'm not allowed to give you anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to give you any deals. I'm not allowed to do anything. But what you can do is highlight how some of our top student athletes are making X, Y, and Z. So now whenever you come to recruit, you know, when whenever recruits coming in, it's like, oh hey, did you see what da 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 did? Oh yeah, yeah they made fifty K this year. <laughs> oh, what did school X do? Oh, their quarterback, oh he made nothing. Or their wide receiver, oh he made mm-hmm. nothing. So now all of a sudden you can kind of use that as a recruiting bone to say these are the different uh, things, but, that's nasty that, to me, but that's where it gets slimy though. Yeah. And that's that's where it gets a little bit murky because and, and to me like where I see that coming and it, where it being a big issue is whenever you start to get the donors involved. Now the donors are coming in and what now all of a sudden. The so boost, boost, so boosters. the boosters, the boosters of the programs, of the, of the universities. Right and that's where I get scared for Hold some on. student athletes because like this is so new 
that regulations are going to continue to roll out over the next mm -hmm. several years to decade and, and it's going to continue to change and change and change and uh right now they're still trying to figure out how to regulate everything too because like now there's so many moving parts because not only are you dealing with different states there's there's no universal law for this yet mm -hmm. right there's no federal mandate so it's you gonna have, be like when robots come out yeah so you have different state laws you have different uh college laws for each university like you know you have some states where you need to register and pay x amount you have other states like michigan where you don't have to do certain things so just trying to figure that all into one universal system i think eventually over time they will do that because mm -hmm. there needs to be some sort of mandate in this and, mm -hmm. and also to regulate who's representing each person as well right. in, in those situations but Right now, it's just so murky that I can see like the boosters coming in and these bigger universities and saying, hey, look, we haven't had a five-star quarterback in 18 years, but my company over here will sponsor this kid who's a five-star quarterback, and he'll come in and we'll guarantee him a million dollars off bat to come in and, and commit to this program. Even though that's illegal, um, it doesn't mean that you know things that are illegal don't get done, right? right? And I, I think that's the reality of the situation right now. So. Just navigating these waters is going to be interesting for the next few yeah. years. And that changes the way you guys could do business, too, because now it's yeah. like, do you, do, do you need a content creator department within what you do? And do you need right. to help these these athletes create content and start podcasts? <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? And do, I got a quick question for you. I have paid to catch you off. No, you're good. But in terms of this, right, just before you move into the next thing, because this is on the same thing. One, why do people believe, like, in every other fashion, they treat these kids as adults? But when it comes to like, oh, well, they're playing football, so they can't be adults. Like every kid has a family, every kid like and the same people that are saying that they shouldn't get money have college jobs. Yep. So it's like what makes making money a bigger distraction than anything else? Like your mom still lives in the hood. She's at shootouts. Right. Every day. Like, why is that a bigger distraction? The same thing they say with NFL dudes. Like, do you hear that from your players that talk about like, yo, when the media says it, when people outside say it, it sounds crazy. I think, yeah. I think it's just because the, the NCAA wants to, you know, essentially have a stronghold on everything. And so is the universities. Like, the universities, they have sponsors, right? So now these athletes are going to be working against some of the sponsors who might be a sponsor of the university. And, like, mm. it just starts to create a confliction between it. So yeah. I think, you know, that, that could be where you start to catch some, you know, yeah. the university individuals saying, oh, this is wrong and X, Y, and Z, but in reality, it's just Yeah, bullshit. see, that's wrong, my, but... But my thing is, like, too, like, you mentioned distraction, right? Like, why is it a distraction for some and not for others? Like, shoot, I was that broke college athlete at one point, right? Where we didn't have the money to be able to do the different things. So, like, when you look back to that and you start thinking about it, it's like, what is more of a distraction at the end of the day? Is it filming a Toyota commercial or is it not having any money and now you're worrying about your family, like figuring things out? Like, fortunately enough, I was never in that situation where I had to worry if my mom or my sister or anyone was ever gonna have to eat something. But I know a lot of people that were, right? And for them, that could be, and Vinny, you know this too, like that could be much more of a distraction yeah. than any commercial I gotta film or any obligation that I gotta do because at the end of the day, you're being able to provide for someone that can't provide and like, Life is precious, man. You get one life at the end of the day, right? You don't know that. You get we might one. get another one. You don't know. You might, but <laughs> right now, man, you get one life. Bro. We know redos, but we don't know. We might get a redo. Yeah. Who knows? But, but as, as we know today, yeah, we yeah, get yeah, one yeah. life, bro. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? God might just be like, hey, by the way, here's round two. Like, right. Like, like, yo, you get the, hey, by the way, you get a redo. You like, fucked yo. up here. Yeah. Let's try this again later on. Yeah, who knows? He might. He might, you know, we, we do serve a gracious God. I like to, he you know, hope for the, I like he to hope give. for the best, you know. He does give back, but, <laughs> but let's just treat it like we only have one life, yeah, man. Like, that's true. You only got one, like, let's try to take away some of those real life distractions. Yeah. Like, this is a blessing to be able to say it's a distraction. It's to right. say, hey, this Toyota deal, this Ford deal, this BM, whatever it may be, like, that's a blessing to say that's a distraction. Yeah. What's not a blessing to say it's a distraction is I can't afford to feed my family. My right. mom can't pay rent. My mom's electric right. just got, got shut off. It's the middle of winter. She lives in Washington, D.C., and now she's freezing, you know what I right, mean? Right. Like, and, and my little brother's two who can't provide for himself. Right. He's freezing, too, and he has to go to school this week, and now he can't even shower because he's so damn cold that he smells when he goes to school and gets picked on by kids. Right. Like, he, those are real I just, life distractions. Like, when, like, when I relate it to, like, my career, like, yeah. I'm going on, you know, like, you know, 13 years, like, doing this full time, right. like, paying my bills, and I'd like to think that the re and I think 
think I'm not. I'm half. I think I have a lot more years left to go. And I and I've seen DJs come and go. And and right. thank God I'm I'm still sustained and able to do what I do. But I'd like I'd like to think that I attribute that to the way that I move and the way I'm. My longevity is because I'm very particular about mm-hmm. like what I invest myself into. Because I know DJs that they 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 go for the low hanging fruit. <laughs> and then you go for that low hanging fruit and then that messes up your longevity yep. trajectory. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely both sides to it because if you have a family to feed and you're broke, you're right. You got to do that. But you also have to be very mindful that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and, and you know, but that's so what it's we, a tug of war between the two. Yeah, and, and that's what we preach to every one of our clients too. Like, is, is that exact same thing? Like, look, we get it. And if you're in that situation, we're going to find ways to make you money, but it still needs to be strategic. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, because you don't want to shut yourself off for something else long term. Right. And that's why we're also very selective on how many people we work with each year. Like mm. we work with a maximum of five clients a year. Right. right. In terms of like new clients that, right. we, that we sign on. And like we do that strategically because one, you can't learn everyone if you do a lot more than that. Two, you definitely can't learn their families and their situations they're in. And three, like each person's different like we talked about earlier you right? put the product before the check you have yep. to do that sometimes you know what you i'm saying to. but like i said there's, there's going to be people who want to put the check before the product there is. and right. you start to mess up the product because you're focused on the check yep you know i agree with that but i think even like in, in our recruiting process you're able to feel out who is and who isn't so like we work with a lot of like-minded individuals and mm-hmm. that's how it's always been so like that's kind of the philosophy it's passed down so it's like the individuals that we do work with they see that and they're like okay like this is something that i understand what they're preaching Mm -hmm. i get it from my side too let's do this together Mm -hmm. and let's progress forward yeah got you what else you guys are excited about like in this upcoming season now you know things seem to be back to normal is 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 there anything coming up that you're excited about are you guys playing fantasy no man i haven't played fantasy in like six years you know oh, what's funny? Sure I swear, like people be hitting me up, like, "Hey, what's that that I gonna do this week? What's this gonna do this week?" I'm like, "Bro, like I don't fucking know you what the fuck you're gonna do." Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not like, like I'm, I'm out there playing the game for him. Right, right. That, that, that struck you too, right? That's kind of that they don't play fantasy. That shocked me. I would, I would have thought they played fantasy. I don't know, man. When no, I he's a, he's a, they're, they're into that. All my boys. I'm the only one who just plays because I want to be a part of the, <laughs> yeah. the, right, the, the right. live draft. So I get fucked up with my friends. You know. Don't worry, Ryan's always trying to get the inside scoop. Yeah, I asked him earlier. I'm like, yo, what's going on with X and I need my keepers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He said, do I keep this person? Do I not? I, like, I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you yeah. what I saw in practice. I can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you, man. Yes, it does strike me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played in like probably like six years, man. Because like for me, like fantasy is one of those things you got to keep up on and like yeah. continue to switch and continue Tough. to do things. It's like we have so many other things going on that we need to keep up with because like Again, we don't just work with our active clients. We still work with all of our retired guys. Mm-hmm. And I had, shoot, four or five different calls today alone just on stuff that we're doing for our, our retired guys, mm-hmm. not even including the guys that are in the league or the guys that are trying to come back. Are you guys fan? If you guys didn't say you guys yeah. were doctors, would you still be watching football the way you do? Yes. Are you like well, are you guys a genuine out. fan of football? Yeah. Time Beyond, out. Be I was going to say, hold so on. The way you do. I would say the way we do, no, because now it's like, so I think of it when I was growing up, right? I played football. I love football. I wake mm-hmm. up Saturday mornings like, oh shit, college football's on. I'm about to throw it on. Watch like a whole game all the way through of teams that I like. Mm-hmm. Versus now it's like I'm watching kids that I'm recruiting, like flipping through channels, not watching a game. And mm-hmm. on Sundays it's like, okay, NFL, like whatever. Like it's, my almost, like fan, it's almost like they're your fantasy like team, bro. It's almost like you got to individually keep up with so individuals like, instead of teams. You never really watch a whole game through and enjoy it in the way that you used to, yeah. but. I still enjoy it. There's times, man, where it's funny. Like, if we're not traveling, we're not at a game or whatever, Vinny and I will be sitting at home. And next thing you know, we take all the TVs in the house. And it's like, you, you put them all in one place, man. And you just start having red like zone, four, man. five, six different screens. Yeah, no, yeah. Different TVs, oh, not yeah, just a red yeah. zone. Like, you have you have red zone maybe on one or on your laptop or something. You have four or five different TV monitors right. all sitting in there in the living room. And you're watching four <laughs> or five different games just right. trying to keep up with it. And it it's, it's tough to do yeah. at times. It is. Like, because you're trying to watch everything and you can't watch everything. Yeah. But uh, we definitely 
to the best of our ability, do watch everything. Because it happens in the music industry. Like you come into the music game loving music, getting that feeling of goosebumps when you hear a song Mm -hmm. you really like. And then as you're in the industry, you tend to get jaded because you're exposed to the politics of it and people's disregard to the actual craft that you came in loving so much. So has that affected you guys at all? Like your passion for actual football? Like has the the politics of it kind of like, like, you know what I mean? Like I I know what you mean. I I think it's, that's a tough question to answer, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's like one of those things that, like for me, I'm always gonna love it. Like mm-hmm. I love being around the action, love being around the guys, love being you around like the like, game. Like, like the- I love the game, but like more importantly, I love the business behind it too because it's strategic mm-hmm. and you gotta be strategic with it. It's a game in as well. Fun. It's a game within a game, right? And but but at the end of the day, I still love the game of football, mm-hmm. right? And that and that's what keeps it going. So like, if I show up to a practice, no matter if I've been to practice 800 times or one mm-hmm. time still fun to me like you mm-hmm. get to go there because like for me i'm a people person man i love i, I love just being around people mm-hmm. in general so like when i get to go to a practice i'm not just meeting with our clients i'm meeting with the team i'm meeting with the, the fans i'm meeting with the reporters i'm meeting with you know whoever else is in that area i'm talking mm-hmm. to them about different things like, hearing what they have to say putting bugs out like whatever it may be like just getting involved in that action like mm-hmm. and last year missing that for a whole year oh yeah but we didn't yet. have that like you know i went from Shoot. All right. So we uh, let's rewind. Right. So we went from Super Bowl in Miami mm-hmm. where, again, you mentioned we represent Danny Marino mm-hmm. and like there's not a party in Miami where Dan Marino's not invited to type right. of thing. So when you know this is Super Bowl here, like the party of all parties for the year with Danny, we had something every hour of every day from like 8 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. If, you know, we wanted to be at it type of thing. So you go from that and you sleep six hours throughout the whole week to all of a sudden the country getting shut down and you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the heck just happened? We were just mm-hmm. at everything. I was at the game, I was, you know, like all this different stuff that was going on. I was on the field and we had the, the 100 ceremony. I'm in the suite watching the game with all the top 100 guys and uh, in NFL history. And now all of a sudden the country just shuts down out of nowhere, man. It was yeah. like, what the heck? So now like fast forward, you, you missed that whole year. And just to be able to go to practice again gets you excited because now it feels mm. like you're right back in it. Like it almost feels like you're starting your career over, right? Because like when you first start out, like like you say, like when you're in the music industry and you first started out, like those first few big concerts you got to be a part of, like not just as a fan, but like be a part of. Right. I'm sure they felt incredible, right? right. Like so that's now how it feels to go back to yeah. games and practices. I'm like. I'm in the stands, like, or, or or I'm on the field, and I'm just like looking around, like a little kid again, like, oh my goodness, we're back, like we're, one, we're here. One of the ironic to things people. about life, bro, is sometimes you need something to get like taken away from you it's to true. really like yeah. reinvigorate you and really appreciate it. You Not know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I thank God for the pandemic because yes. I didn't realize that I wasn't going as hard as I should be going mm-hmm. before the pandemic. So they, God took it away from me for a year, and it made me grateful. Like, oh, I gotta like going six gear now i gotta like yeah. really go ham you know yeah but no that the pandemic it did so much because like one i got to reevaluate how we operate as a business mm-hmm. which was something like like you know how it is man when you're in the moment like you're just going 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 you're kind of just like reacting instead of actually structuring yeah. things out and planning things out so it gave me a chance to go back and rewind and say hey like why are we doing this this way let's do it this way sort of thing uh but two I had to go back and finish my book, which is a blessing. Like I wrote a book and I, That's right. I had to finish my book. It's coming out probably uh, looking like November right now. Really? Yeah, release date. It's called The how, Fight. How, how, how many pages you think they can? Um, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head how many gotcha. pages it is. A couple hundred pages though. Okay. Yeah. It's, how uh, many chapters? It's called The Fight. It's 13 chapters. Okay. But uh, it, it's just a different journey, man. And uh, it's the journey that prepared me for the pandemic, honestly. How was that? Learning to write a book, like like your it, first time doing it. Did you it, do it with, did you collab with someone or you kind of just no. like scribbled your thoughts? And no, like, I did it myself. I, what, it, what it was, was like my father had that b- battle with cancer and it was a long battle for a couple of years and I didn't know how to deal with my feelings. And like, I feel like sometimes as a, as a society, like as a man in, in America, like you try to suppress your feelings at times, right? Yeah, you got to get it out. You, you, mm-hmm. And it's like hard, like, cause you don't want to share it with other people or you want to keep it in cause you want to be that tough guy. And like, for me, I didn't know how to like handle that situation. Mm-hmm. And because it was my dad that was going through it of all people, 
you know, I needed to be there for my mother and my sister. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how can I be the strong person? I still got to let it out somehow or mm-hmm. I'm just going to go absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So I just literally started it out by writing notes in my phone, mm-hmm. like how I was feeling in that moment or X, Y, and Z. And, and mm-hmm. then that led to me actually writing it on paper, mm-hmm. which led to me typing it out. And um, yeah, I just started typing and one thing led to another and I just started writing the whole journey out. And uh, I talked about his battle and overcoming it and surgery after surgery and beating cancer once and then actually having it come back to his brain, which is way worse than it was before. Mm-hmm. It, it just... It goes you, into life as a battle, man. Did you have to research on how to write a book? No. Did you just? I was an English major in undergrad. Okay. Yeah, I was an English major at uh, W&J uh, back in Pittsburgh. So, okay. Yeah. And what? How, how long were you working on it for? So I worked on it for probably about a year, year and a half, um, where I was just writing stuff, and then I actually started to put it together mm-hmm. for in, in that time period. And then I... <laughs> I did like a quote unquote release of it on Amazon, which was terrible. I had the like OG a, one. Yeah, it was like the OG, like self published book. What like, was it just like, like, like premature? Like, you did yeah, it too? Yeah, very, very premature, man. Like yeah. I had typos in it. I had, you know, stuff I didn't write yet. Like, all, all this different thing that like never really came out, but it was more so just like a combination of all of my notes put together and mm-hmm. just thrown out there it was mm. still good though like, yeah you know he's a tough right. critic it was still like a good read and I, and I had a lot of people say that and it was like what 80 pages 100 pages it was, short. It was a short read yeah. mm-hmm. maybe like 100 pages but then i i went back during the pandemic and i said hey i know i released this i've always wanted to do something the right way though mm-hmm. so let, let me go back and rework this and, and i really took the time to actually go back through it add different things cross to it t's, yeah, yeah cross the t's like realize what it was I, I i took the time to meet with actual publishers this time publishing mm-hmm. companies and i had like three of them that wanted to publish me mm-hmm. and uh one flew in from new york another one i met online and, and the third one i met wow. online as well and uh, i narrowed it down and i ended up choosing one at the end of the day and i went with them and uh yeah so well, it's gonna come out we, here soon i was man. gonna say what's the release date looking like yeah, Do you have so, any? so it's looking like november my goal is november 13th because that's my father's birthday mm, and he was the inspiration be behind everything so that's my goal release date but uh we'll see i'll have a party wow. i'll let you know wow <laughs> no let you that's... know man you'll come out <sighs> if you're listening out there like sky's the limit man writing a book that's that's dope because i think about that sometimes Do like you? but yeah i don't even know where i would start you know the you best place to start, start is to start yeah. that's yeah. the hardest part yeah and, and for me it was literally the notes in my phone right honestly damn and then you know it was it was a calm like I think it was like last two days ago it was a calm afternoon and i yeah. see Vinny just boom drop boom cobble boom with a bat <laughs> with a, like yo you know it was a calm summer afternoon and Vinny goes boom here i am with a baddie boom location cobble you see it hey. and he had the letters yo first off he said sammy's on a work trip two and a half week let me let me go have a vacation real hey, quick hey look man look i'll be on a real too was it a real i'll, no, I'll be honest like it look like we, we don't real you know like we don't really do things you know like for for pleasure a lot of times like we're so mm-hmm. focused on building a business yeah. and work and x y and z that you know i was i was like you know what man like i just finished a couple things i wanted to know you deserve out. it bro you deserve i just it. finished a couple many, things you I, had more girls in your dms after you posted her right <laughs> i know bro, how that works you want combo on her bro i'm hey, sure bro. if you're your request the, the devil i swear the devil started sliding through him bro yeah, it's bro. like it's like a trend though like anytime you really like Start messing with a girl, like I swear, all the ex things start coming out. Nothing will get you women like women, bro. Bro, it's crazy. Nothing will get you women. Isn't that incredible, though? Yeah, I, bro, I've used women. Bro, this is crazy to say, but (laughs) I've used my my. I've used women to get women. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do know. Like, like women that I know keep me in the friend zone. That's cool. Let me pay for your dinner. Cause I'm gonna get this post off, and then gonna see, you know, like that I'm with, and I've used it to actually get women. You right, know what I'm saying right. like it's man, that, artist seduction, the, man. That's the tough part too, man. Like for me, like I just got out of a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So like, even when I got out of it, like literally, like the next week, I had people like messaging me, like they just had that sixth sense that I got out of a relationship. It's crazy how I'm that like, happens, Yo, right? It's a real thing. How do you know this? Like I literally just it's broke. A real thing. Like me and this girl just broke up like a week ago. A woman's intuition. How bro. do you know this? And it's even people that are in relationships that I That's used to crazy. be with yeah, in the past. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, how are you <laughs> messaging me right now? Like, I don't even feel like, because I'm not that type of person, right? Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to be a homewrecker. So for me, I was like trying to shut it down. I even told Vinny about it. And I'm like, Vin, like, 
this is what's happening right now. What do I do? He's like, bro, you're not that dude. Like, don't do it. Don't hey, do that's it. Karma. Don't do what? Like, 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 don't, bad like respond or what? No, no, like, no, no, don't entertain it. it. Yeah, don't take like, it. Don't entertain it. And like, certain messages started to cross the line a little bit. And I was like, look. The, the, the part that freaks me out about it is like, this woman is in a happy relationship right. and he's messaging, you know what I'm saying? Right. I've had that. Like, that's the yes. part that I've, that's where my trust issues with women come from. Not me trusting the woman I'm dealing with. It's me, the women that freaking hit me up are in relationships yep. and like, you know, like. Yep. It's a scary thing, bro. And that's where I was like, look, and I even took the step back, bro. And I wrote a message one time and I was just like, hey, look, I understand. But at the same time, I want to show respect because I, I know if I was that dude, I wouldn't like that. Right. So I'm not going to be that dude that does it type of thing. So I, I just t- kind of took a step back. I quit answering. You think, damn, but see, oh, like, do, I feel like as soon as that, that relationship is over. Yeah. You yeah. know, like those two, those two people, that girl hit you up. Right. That relationship has been dead. Right. I'm, uh, it, is it, that safe to assume that that's a dead relationship? It's a, it's a tough one. If man. she's so, going to, to, to entertain you now, you know, like, and yeah, I don't and, know. you know, I think I think you could say it's I think you could say that's a dead relate that's a stale dead relationship right yeah it's 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 to be able to do that that quickly like but here's the thing like she didn't know it was over because it's not like hey you you don't break up with someone start posting about it say hey I'm now single type of thing right like I didn't do that unless you're on Facebook Facebook some people's status some people get in their bag on like Twitter and X Y and Z and you could see like where they they start putting quotes like Vinny would never let me do that anyway because like one time I tried to tweet something out and he he literally texted me within 30 seconds like bro delete Delete that that now you don't you don't put feelings on Twitter you need a friend like that yeah no you do you do and I didn't even say anything bad either it was just like it was it was yeah, a little bit of like emotion attached to it and he hit me up right away and goes bro delete that man like, it was because i knew like the deeper background yeah. behind it like right. from the, the build up in, like i knew the build right, up right. and like yeah. what was happening but the outside like, looking in like you wouldn't have read too much into it you right, know right, like, right, oh, right, man, right. all right i get I'm, this I mean, i'm like yeah, you though bro yeah. see i mean it's like you're like you like you said you got to get it off yeah. like get get how you feel off bro sometimes right. i use twitter sometimes i use twitter as my diary but actually mm-hmm. just something interesting 10 days ago i i, del- I didn't delete my i deleted the app off my phone Why? twitter because it was taking up too much of my time and i saw myself like hitting my my clock app now yeah. where the twitter app used to be you know what i'm saying like it's just yeah, it's yeah, a waste yeah. of my t- and, and especially with all this like all the vaccination yeah. news and all that yeah, shit i wanted yeah. i stopped my twitter for 10 days bro and i stopped thinking about it yeah you know what i'm saying and it was the best so. thing i could have did for my mind bro i, I got freed up mad bandwidth bro because as much as twitter you get funny memes from it you get some cool information from it but you're you're you're, you're forced to that bullshit too that is, is hard to you know like it's se- hard to separate it. You yeah. can't separate it, really, because it's always coming up every single time, man. Yeah. Like, and now everything that's coming out, like not even just with the vaccination, but everything is like in the world in general, like so much of our information, so much of the clickbait stuff that we even talked about before, like off camera, is negative news. Yeah. Right. And it's so easy because the negative news is what sells. Yeah. And that's what people want to click. So yeah. like. Whenever you get on Twitter, the first thing you're gonna see more more times than not is something negative. Do we need news? Do we need to get news? I don't know. Do we? Right? Do I need to care about what's going on around the world? Unless it's, I feel like innately we need to just be worried about us and our neighbors. I feel like you know I feel like, like, like bedroom right now, I feel real quick. So me and my girl, we were out here having a conversation. Oh, he's getting deep in the bedroom. Uh, right? No, no, it's my news. Hey, Matt, take the mic. Take the mic. No, no, go. They so can... me and my girl, we were we were having a conversation, right, about the news. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, oh, yeah, all this fake news, all this fake news. And I said, babe, do you know what the business model of the news is? And she says, oh, yeah, they're supposed to inform us. And I said, oh, shit. Like, mind you, you know, you guys know I'm right. having a baby. So I'm like, oh, shit, wait, we got to correct this right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to correct this right now. The business of the news is advertising. Right. Right? They sell advertising space. They bring eyes, advertisers bring them money. There is no incentive for the news to tell us the fucking truth. No. Yeah. And like, as soon as people start realizing that the news is a for-profit business, we're not going to talk about. Like, but I, but uh, biz, but business aside, I'm saying just for the individual's like mental peace. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, no. is there a reason to know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, I'm saying like, they don't give you the news. Th- this whole two years of, of 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 news, I think, probably took two years off my life. I think Stress. I could have got through this two years of life without. And like, if I lived on an island in the middle of nowhere and I got no news, 
I think I'd be great for the next for the last two years. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have maintained my peace. Like all this information did nothing to help me at all. No. I just feel like the news is pandering to people. Like yeah, they're, yeah. they're pandering shit to make you fear, to right. make you come back to right. find out more. Right. Like so that's right. fucking with you. Yeah. Right. Not fucking with you yeah. personally. It's disgusting. Like, yeah, right. Honest, honestly, I feel like a lot of times we can find out the truth and the facts behind things outside the news just by everyone doing a little bit of their own damn research. <laughs> yeah. Like read, read into some shit that is like actually not coming from CNN, X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever the fuck news right. station you'll be watching. Because like you said, it's like all ad sales. Yeah. So they're they're gonna they're gonna push hey, this is this is one of our biggest advertisers. What is yeah. their viewpoints? Boom, let's push we're that. In a, we're in a bubble right now in our generation, and I'm I'm, I'm super concerned for the youth, but we're in a, where it's over information. So right. I feel like it's important to like cultivate like your own little bubble. Yep. So like you only have certain streams of news coming in that you know is is not biased and, and, and just good for your mental health. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But with Twitter, it's the wild, wild west. You're just reading <laughs> tweets of retweets of everything, and it's like, damn. I feel the way about this tweet. Like, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but why am I concerned about, like, you know, yeah. it, like. News is a catch-22, though, man. Because, like, to me, I'm, I'm a person that loves information, right? Because, like, knowledge is power. And, like, I'm a, I'm a person that went through the educational but ignorance system. ignorance is also bliss. It is. It so is. I see no, both. I see both sides is, is what I'm getting at. Like, for me as a person that, like, you know, went through high school, went to college, went to law school, did my mm -hmm. MBA, like. For me, I understand the value in having information mm -hmm. and having the facts around it. Now, the part like the part that I struggle with is that like we don't always get the facts with the news. We get so much other BS that we never get to form our own opinion because that opinion is being forced on us. Right. And that that's the part that I struggle with. And like to Vinny's point, like if everyone just did their own little bit of research and like just took the time to actually do that research, you could actually take those facts now and actually formulate your own opinion. So right. like I do think that it's crucial to have in, in a certain aspect, mm -hmm. but I think it's like anything else in life, man. You need it in moderation. Right. You can't get consumed by it. Right. Like if the second you become consumed by anything in life, whether it's the news, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, right. it's entertainment, whatever it may be, like your whole life now goes down that that, right. that spiral. Yeah. And it's the same thing with news. Like I'm I'm tired of getting fed things that make me be mad at the world. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. I think about that yeah. that thing, like the, the the Taliban thing that we just saw, and you saw people hanging from the airplanes planes and shit. And shit. Sad, I think about like, is it good that I saw that, or is it better for me if I didn't see that? You know what I'm saying? Because it just makes me feel like mad at the world now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and we know the world is a cruel place. It's always been a cruel place. But it's like, is it better for me to just tune all that shit out and 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 and, and try to keep myself <laughs> in a bubble of of you know yeah. healthy things? You know? No, like, but I, but I think like. You know, David Armstrong, the president of St. Thomas University, he was on our podcast a few weeks ago, and he talked about that too. And he was like, man, I give the kids today more credit than anyone else because they have more information than any of us ever had to deal with growing up. Right. right? It's and dealing like, with the information. Yeah, and it's like, that's the biggest part. It's like dealing with what the process. And like, I think that's why now we see more anxiety levels at an all-time high than we ever had before because people just don't know what to deal with it I or agree. how to deal with it, I should say, because they don't know what to believe and what not to believe. And right. then you see it and like you mentioned the Taliban thing and you mentioned like, you know, the people hanging from planes and, and, and those sort of things. And it's like you see that and you get that emotional tie to it, right? Where mm -hmm. you see real human beings actually hanging from an aircraft trying to escape something that's that, – it's just that miserable it's for them. Yeah, yeah it's like, like suffering. You like the can't, world. Yeah, you can't fathom it, man. And like, mm. But you tie that into everything else that you see online too. Like, you know, nowadays they post like different people getting their heads chopped off. They post like these different things that no human should ever have to see other than mm -hmm. like a, a quote unquote makeshift horror movie mm -hmm. that's real life that yeah. these kids at a young age, like when they're in middle school and high school are now seeing this stuff. It makes you mad at the world. You it know, does. like, like I saw, uh, like, would you rather, would you rather, you know, what, what, damn, what was it? It was, would you rather be mad at yourself and love the world or, or be mad at the world and love yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'm the latter, you know? Like I love, I'm confident in me and I love myself, right. but I, I tend to be angry at the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like why are you, and some people are the opposite. Yeah. You know, some people don't like Why is that though? Why are you mad at the world? Isn't, 
Because you see shit this like shit that. Happened. You see all the suffering. Yeah. You see the things. And it makes you... And you can't do nothing about it. So it's Can't. like I'm forced to just live here and, and just see... Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like in it... In yep. it, in it, in it so, so even when know. it doesn't affect you, it still affects you. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Because I, I have a gene. Part. I have the yep. gene called empathy. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't have that gene. Yep. You know, if someone... If my neighbor is suffering, I could literally feel the suffering. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I could feel it. Some people are like, yo, deal with it yourself. You know? I think too, like a lot of people nowadays lack the critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. from from being you know over consumed by everything and this one person who has this fucking staple of a brand says this and all the little minions and followers behind her are like oh they said this so i'm gonna fall in line with that yeah. instead of, like critically thinking for myself and like you said like articulating shit that way you can formulate your own opinion so i think yeah. it plays a role in what you're saying too yeah you gotta for every for every video that you see of you know people hanging out of an aircraft or some suffering that you see you gotta we, we gotta be fed the positive we gotta be right. fed mm-hmm. people being empathetic to people and 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 human being humane you God, know what I'm saying other, like bro. it's important for that type of you know the sad part is positivity doesn't sell nowadays yeah mm-hmm. right and the, and that's like that's a sad reality how do we get around it? that I will say though I will say we gotta spread it I think sports and in different advertising routes are trying to start to bring back Mm -hmm. that storytelling trend of positivity Mm -hmm. if you look at even you know some of like the nike commercials and stuff recently it's more of like an emotional make you feel something like people doing positive shit like there's a happy ending to the story versus just like hey this person's catching a football or x y and z you know it's like the whole storytelling piece of someone like going through this growing up coming full circle into hey this is where it's at now yeah you can do this too. And how do you incentivize positivity? Nike could do it because they're a billion dollar. Billion they could, dollar they don't need to profit yeah. from their commercial. You know, like I think it, it falls on each individual too, though, man. Yeah. Because like, there's so many of us, and we're all individuals. So mm-hmm. like, we need to start that trend ourselves too. Like, because if we continue to fall into it or we don't do it for whatever reason, like that still falls on us too, right? Because mm-hmm. we have a mic, you have a you have a platform right now. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're spreading negativity or you're not spreading any positivity at all, it still falls on you, right? So like. It, it, like what you're doing right now, you're trying to spread like messages. You're trying to show different things and showcase different things. Like, I think that in and of itself is how you start that trend. Like one by one, brick by brick, mortar by mortar. Like you start to build that thing up, and mm-hmm. and more people start to catch on to the wave too because they want to tune into it too. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like I think as humans, as much as like negativity is clickbait, we mm-hmm. still want to hear that positivity, mm-hmm. and that's why we t- tune into certain things that we do. And you know, you'll have people that. Or sitting there listening to negativity all day, but they'll tune into church on Sunday, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden their Monday is that much greater because they tune into church on Sunday. Yeah, it's like you got to reset they, from yeah, the negativity, and yeah. now they feel great, and they're like, right. "Oh my goodness, I feel so rejuvenated." It's like I went to the spa, and it's like, "No, you didn't go to you did go to a spa. You went yeah. to a spiritual spa, right? right? Like That's where you just rejuvenated your whole self." And it's like, "All right, well, instead of just doing that on Sunday, why don't we practice that every single day of our lives and right. and actually listen to that positivity instead of the negativity? Mm. Understand the negativity. Understand that it's here in our life." and like reality is what reality is and you're mm-hmm. always gonna have that but focus more so on that positivity mm-hmm. man and like lean into that a little bit more lean mm-hmm. into like what that good word is lean into like what god's bringing us every day like mm-hmm. i heard something the other day and, and uh one of the pastors were talking about it and he was like man like all right let me ask you a question and he's like how would all y'all feel right now if i offered you a million dollars each and every one of you right and everyone's like Shit, I'll take a million dollars. I'll take a million dollars. I'll take a million dollars. Say, okay. You say, let me ask you this again. What if I said, okay, anyone I gave a million dollars to, you can't wake up tomorrow. How many would you still want the million dollars? And everyone's like, I wouldn't want the million dollars at that point, right? He's like, okay, so what you all just admitted to is that a million dollars is worth less than waking up tomorrow. So anything that you're going through, any struggle that you're going through, anything that you have going on in life right now today... If you woke up. It's not worth a million dollars as long as you woke up, mm-hmm. right? So now, whenever you approach your day and that bad thing happens, whatever it is, remember that same exact thing, that to mm. you waking up was worth more than that million dollars. Yeah, so, that was a word. So at the end of the day, that's 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 a word. That's a clip, that's Sammy. You just, you just want a clip of the Sammy, podcast. Sammy, 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 Sammy
action, break it down. Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna do all that. We're gonna hit. And that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a. But nah, yeah. I, for three, yeah, yeah. hit that one in the corner. You know? um, but it's true, man. Yeah, no, nah, that that's fire, bro. It's a fact. I, I agree, man. You got to put things into perspective, yeah. um, fellas. I appreciate you guys pulling up. Yeah. You know, I'm glad Thank we got you, to man. talk appreciate sports, talk life, talk talk. You know, have a well-rounded conversation. Um, guys, plug your social medias and, and breaking into sports, the podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, breaking into sports. Uh, it's literally at breaking into sports on Instagram. It's uh, breaking into spo s p o on Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is Sammy. J Spina S P I N A and Vinny's Vinny Scarado with a E V I N N I E no Y and ladies don't DM him he's got a he's got a new he's baddie a they're, they, they're in Cabo they're traveling the world they're you know official. yeah just <laughs> just stand up his DMs or bro just send them to quarantine, me quarantine, quarantine I'll pass them to you send them straight to me bro send this send them to me I'll send them to you, you my manager now too yeah yeah send bro yeah word we here all right guys bye.